What's up, everybody? Welcome to the When You Know podcast. That's what we're calling it, right? Because when you know, you know. Because when you know, you know. Yeah. But it's called the When You Know podcast. You get me? I'll let you have it. Yeah, I think I've let you have it now. Okay. What you wanted, when you know, you know that you know podcast, But the whole point is when you know, you know. Yeah. But you wanted to, when you know, you know podcast. But no one types that whole thing in. No one types that whole thing in. Mm. I hear you. Like, do you actually, like, I when I go on Google, yeah. normally what I want to search for is already there. Like Spotify. Oh, because they've got, like, the preemptive search thing. Yeah. True, true. No one types in when you know, you know. They just type in when you. When know. you. Oh, you Probably think... just when you. Hey, if we got to that point, that would be beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> like, when you type when you and me fuck up, awesome. Uh, so, a bit of background, basically... Eliza's been wanting to start this podcast for a minute. Like, maybe even... I go as far as saying years? Yeah, probably. Uh, why did you want to start a podcast? Um, I think when it comes to relationships, there's a lot of different advice out there. Mm-hmm. And having come from a family that didn't have, like, solid relationships... Okay an idea of actually what that means and the negotiations and compromises that you have to make. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, just being real about a relationship that that isn't surrounded by celebrity status. Cause I think <laughs> when you you're surrounded by money, it's really hard to compare like an everyday relationship to that of celebrities. Yeah. Whereas an everyday relationship is vastly different. Um, and I grew up with the likes of Geordie Shaw and, Oh, the only way is Essex and Made in Chelsea, where it's all dramatized. Drama, drama, um, drama. Where it isn't, again, it isn't just, oh, behind the camera, what does it actually look like? And what mm. do you do day to day? And that sort of thing. So I, I felt the need for that growing up. <laughs> and even to this day, like, I think there's more that's come out where yeah. it's like, actually, this is what it's like in a marriage. But so you don't ruin a marriage like so you don't ruin a relationship and that you do choose right and all of those sorts of things that i wish i had guidance on so you don't carry around guilt with you forever mm. you know for doing the wrong thing when you first yeah. get into the relationship kind of yeah like. fair play i so i've always been uh, a little bit more uh patient uh, I've, yeah i haven't i've been a bit more adverse start the podcast solely because i felt like at what point do you have the the right to start speaking about relationships? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I always struggled with that. Of what does it take to be, be an expert in relationships? And obviously, I'm not trying to be a relationship expert, but I think I, I was come from that sort of view of like, well, who am I to speak about relationships? We've been together mm. a few years. Whereas now I'm like, okay, we've been together a decade next year. Mm. We've been married for five years. We've got two kids. We've done multiple house moves like we've gone through all the things that people say are most stressful and most challenging for a relationship made it through the other side and now i feel like all right cool we can we can talk about it yeah it's funny isn't it i think like (laughs) and i think that's a side where i guess more less outrageous more conservative couples and i use that in not a political way but um i feel like because there's this whole thing of needing to be great Mm. um and be the best in order to communicate it means that people that are slightly more outrageous get to communicate and get there first and then communicate their ways. And I actually don't think that's 
I think that will let the conservative side down. Yeah. I think that will let the conservative relationships, the day-to-day relationships down because everybody else will communicate these outrageous, outlandish ideals mm. that aren't real quite happily without okay. being an expert. You've got people that are talking about marriage and how to get a man when they've, they're not in any type of relationship at all. And I think like we don't, I'm not sat here and I don't want anyone to listen to this and say whatever I say is gospel. Yeah. Like that's not true. I will continue to go on to make mistakes because I'm human. But also what I have done is made mistakes, learned from them, built a relationship, which I hope is going to prosper throughout all all my life um, and raise two quite good kids and grown both a business, children, relationship, finances. Mm -hmm. And so take little bits of what I say and what Kamal say but then also take little bits from other people as well, yeah. because I don't like I don't want anyone to listen to this thinking that I'm a relationship expert. I'm not coming from that place. No, this isn't a, a prescription show. No. <laughs> this is what you need. This is just here's what's worked. Here's what we've observed. Here's our thoughts on that based on our own experience, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I think it's nice to have a space where it is just a young couple. We met pretty young by by today's standards, especially. Um, I was 19. I was 18. We met and we've been together ever since. I'm now older than 19. (laughs) 29. (laughs) Yeah, I'm now 29. So like my entire 20s has been with one woman. And that in itself is something I never thought I'd be able to say actually in my teenage years. I never thought I'd be able to say my entire 20s is going to be spent with one woman. Uh, And... Yeah, I think it's I think it's awesome. And along the journey, there's been so many relationships I've been like rooting for that I've seen like not quite work and it's split. And so I think it's nice to have that kind of energy and come from that angle of, hey, you know, we met pretty young. We got married young and had kids young and it's beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, also on that note, I think when people when you grow with one another mm. and you go through various different phases, as we have done it's not so black and white. I think like the ideals that I went into a relationship with, like I would never forgive this. I would never do this. And like, I would never compromise on this. Like your values change as you grow. Those things become slightly more gray. Mm -hmm. And I I think like that's so important to not be so headstrong. And when you're 18, 19, you are quite headstrong because you believe that you know everything and that you believe that that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that when you fall in love and you find someone where you're vulnerable with, but you're willing to fight for, and that's not to ignore any like really big issues, yes. but it is to go, do you know what? I see your faults and I'm willing to work on that because I also see my faults and I'm not mm. coming into here perfect. And I think anyone that can say that they're going into a relationship perfect is deluded. I don't think anyone is perfect. Mm-mm. And I think when you're 18, 19, and even up until now, like <laughs> I still feel like, oh, I'm not 100% perfect, but it's something I can strive for because I believe that he deserves that. Not coming into this going, I'm perfect. Now you need to be perfect. It's I submit to your, what you deserve. And so I just need to try and work to be better. Repeat that. Sam, you submit to what I deserve. Yeah, so I think that some people think that they come in, like, you know, (laughs) back in our day, Mm. it was like, 
TTP, wasn't it? The total package. You got the total package. <laughs> you make me want a TTP. Now I know I know the difference. That's all I'm trying to be with somebody that keeps it all in together now. Living better since I found the total package. Um, if you want to sign me, feel free to just drop me an email um, and, and we'll get the paperwork sorted. Sorry, continue. But yeah, so it was like the TTP. You come in and you're everything. And I think as I've grown up, I realized that now I need to submit to what I believe you deserve. So I, I need to keep improving myself. I need to understand where I've gone wrong and apologize to that and then try and be better. Not because of the fact that you're perfect now, but because of what I feel like you deserve and vice versa hopefully like you feel you feel the same and I think that's much better goal I'm not doing it for me I'm not doing it even really just for you or the kids I'm doing it because I believe you deserve a certain type of wife on this planet Mm. and I hope to strive to be that every day beautiful beautiful um I'd say the similarity there on my side is there should be a standard of husband that to honor the the idea the institute of marriage to honor the role of a father to honor you making that choice for me to be that person there's a certain standard level that i need to i need to hit because i think it's such a massive decision <laughs> <laughs> for you to look at the entire world and go, you, I'm going to put my faith in you and you're going to be my husband. Like that, that's massive. And then even to then have children, uh, it's just such a big responsibility. So yeah, I don't take it lightly at all. And I think you have to, I definitely feel like I have to sacrifice every every day to try and make that the best thing possible, which means... The little pre-ideas I had when I was a teenager, the little uh, things I saw online, oh, I'd never get married because of that. Or if I had a marriage, I would actually, once you get in there, you're like, does this serve the marriage? No, cut it. Don't care how, how important I thought it was. Actually, now that I'm here, there's a different set of standards that are needed. And I think you almost have to sacrifice who you were. You have to sacrifice who you were. Mm. And then we come together and create this new thing that, that works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's like, um, and it's only recently changed in my mind, but the idea that you're the best person that ticks most of the boxes for me, if not all of them. Mm. And therefore, and I've always said to you, if you find someone that ticks more boxes for you, then leave yeah. and vice versa. And I think that's massively changed because I think that there's certain when you say that to yourself, you're on the prowl to find something better. And so you engage yeah. in conversations that you shouldn't really engage in. You look out for things that you wouldn't really look out for. Mm-hmm. And I think um, recently I've decided that you shouldn't be looking out for anything else. You should be with your chosen person. And if you want more, either give more because you probably have more to give. And so they will give more or talk to them about what you are, you feel like you're missing out on because otherwise it leads to 
relationships being formed or foundations being formed with somebody else where there could be a possibility to enable something there and I just don't think that's right I think like when you get married Mm. and I guess like now more recently under the idea of God Mm. but when you and I think that's the difference like when we got married actually got married Mm. although I believe there is a God like the actual ideas of what that was was like very loose yeah even though we had a we didn't get married in a church but we had a traditional wedding in a sense Mm. and in Greece as well of all the countries and the I can't remember what his name is. is it, would you call it the minister? Yeah. The who did it like did made us do the prayer, made us do yeah in the eyes of God and stuff. And I was glad that was in there because I thought it was important. I just didn't realize how, how? important it was. It was going to be. Yeah, I think my my thing was how. What does that do? Mm. And I think like basically what that does is it gives you foundation of going well. Like I said, I fully submit to you, and I am here to do my duty as a wife to you of what you deserve and hopefully vice versa but that's not what I'm doing it for I'm not doing it so that you submit to me I'm doing it because that's my role I chose to play this role and now I'm I've got to play that role to the best of my ability to serve the purpose that I'm here for and so I think it like I think it changes the perspective of the conversations you have with others outside Mm. the the headspace that you go into your marriage for I think it stops you from um disregarding what you do and just looking at the faults of oh well he should have done this and he should have done that right, and right. it goes okay well what could have i brought to the table of how could have i communicated to make him better and i talk about personal responsibility a lot in the workplace yeah but in regards to personal responsibility in a relationship it's like well my expectations of you is that you just do better and mm. it's like well hold on a second eliza how could you do better and could you do more? And if so, then do more. Mm. Because you can't just keep on expecting him to to meet you at the same way. And I think when it comes to a marriage, in sort of the professional world and in the financial world and in like the safety realm of things, I heavily depend on you. Mm. Like realistically, if I wanted to be off with the kids or if I wanted more flexibility or if someone broke into the house, like that's on you. And having been broken on into a house seven times with a single mom, I can tell you right now, like, there is more fear that comes over you more than anything else in this whole entire planet. Anyone that tells you, I don't need a man to do that has clearly never been broken into the house before. And while you've been in the house, like it's, it's terrifying. And so I depend on you for that. So for me to now depend on you to remember what the kids do and what that it can be annoying and it does great on me. And sometimes I'll rant about it, Mm. but the reality is, is like, well, you should have told him that, you know, those things. So you now need to be able to communicate that to him so he can be better. Otherwise, he's going to lack in doing his workplace or doing his safety things. So he can meet you halfway over there. And is that all right for you? Are you willing to sacrifice those things? And the reality is, is I'm not. Yeah. Fair. Which then goes more into that like traditional or conservative roles. Yeah. I don't like, I I know like people, I don't want to say conservative because I feel like, People who hear, hear politics in like my mom just Tory, thinks Tory, Mark, yeah. like, like I'm not meaning it in that way, but yeah, I guess I guess more traditional. And although people might deem that as utterly boring, mm. I think on a level of actual pure happiness of where your relationship is and your contentment, I think traditional is brings you that. I think anything else is like a chase. And you occasionally get a high here and there. You occasionally get that guy give you attention or occasionally get told that you're beautiful and you get that ego boost. But 
all in all, like it's not consistent. Yeah. And then you're just chasing that forever. And then you get to 40 and you're still chasing that. And I just, I couldn't think of anything worse. Mm, yeah. I, and I think that's the, almost the line in the sand to be clear of like the word conservative, the word traditional is basically saying that I believe the best format for a happy, fulfilled, successful life is me, a man married to my wife, a woman with children. And I think that is the creme de la creme, the perfection. That, <laughs> not this multiple partner thing, not no open relationship, not no polyamory, I'll treat you both this, nah. One, one, becoming one. And, and that to me is when you ever hear me say the word conservative, that's all I mean. I'm not trying to be liberal, I'm not trying to bend the rules and be all be flat. Nah. You, me, children, life together, boom. And divorce again. For me, I'm coming into this with no backup plans. There's no prenuptial agreements. There's no I mean, not that I had anything to prenup anyway. There's no prenuptial agreements. There's no like, oh well, you know, I need you to hit these three things. And if I'm not getting this, then I'm gonna look for it elsewhere. No we're married that's us for life and that's all i'm coming in here for and that's a decision i made before we got to the altar like yeah i think the only thing we've said is like if either of us physically committed adultery yeah. then that would be that's the line yeah that would be grounds for divorce yeah. and <laughs> it's funny because i i so like i i look back at my young self mm. and i'd be like no never would forgive that like i said at the beginning never would forgive that yeah. and i think as you get older or as you just become slightly more intelligent than the person i was at 18 19 which mm -hmm. isn't difficult um i you learn that you're not perfect so you learn that you make mistakes and if you ever want to be with anyone and you want someone to forgive you for your human error um then you're going to have to forgive other people in that same light mm. so I think it is all about like communicating with one another and growing with one another. Yeah. And sometimes one grows a little bit quicker than the other one. And then yeah. vice versa. Yeah. We like to say like, <laughs> oh, well, women grow quicker than men. Yeah, I think we do in a certain extent, but then I think that men overtake us also. Well, like in our relationship, if I just look at us, yeah. I feel like I was way more mature than way you when we first got together. But then I feel like I started chasing the ideologies of, oh, going to work and get lots of money and like re mm. receive my status in that way where the immaturity in the relationship in a marriage therefore went down because like I said earlier you cannot be 100% to 100% of people if you're 100% and you decided to give 60% over here well then you can only be 40% over here and you just need to decide which is more important yeah. and what you want the other person to bring to the table that's what I think yeah. um well similar I went the other way yeah I was more do you know, actually, the family thing is more important than like, some of the social stuff. I need to be yeah. involved in everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I like, and I think that that's just a case of being able to grow. And like, fortunately, I, for some odd reason, I have no idea why to this day, apart from like, thank God, mm. but I forgave you when you were immature early on. And mm. so like when we moved into the, the next stage where I was more immature and I needed to be forgiven, Mm. you forgave me because it like and and it just so happened in that way yeah and just like this is not 
so extreme of what you see on Geordie Shore and people cheating on one another and like like not that but when <laughs> no, you're committed no, no. to someone and you make mistakes along the way they those need to be forgiven and I think that um they're easy to make we're human yeah. I think we need to like be able to learn from that so yeah our relationship has basically been a lot of growth mm-hmm. uh, m- mistake making on the way but having a clear idea that we always wanted to be together forever and we wanted to bring a family into this world and to raise mm. them correctly and our ideals for society as a whole have been pretty much the same so we like doing things for other people is of more interest to us than just doing things for ourselves all the time so yeah yeah it's a lot bigger picture it's sort of I think once you sort yourselves out and not to say you know I'm the perfect husband yet or 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 anything like that but once you get closer to he still plays FIFA (laughs) I still play FIFA I'm not going to stop uh once you get close to being you know as close to a perfect husband as possible you then have more focus on all right my home's good like Mm. a proper relationship from my perspective brings me peace that's what I want from my wife. That's what I want from my wife. It's like, this is my home. This is where I feel at at rest, at peace. I don't have to perform. I don't have to be anything for anybody. I am just here to be me, myself, the best husband, the best father. And just, I don't know, it just feels right. It feels good. I feel at peace. I have mental peace, emotional peace, physical peace. So then when I open the door and go out into the world, I can go and do my thing and be go and be a, the bread or go be a businessman go and do whatever i need to do because there's peace here so i think once we got that and it was peaceful we could mm-hmm. then start to look out and go all right how do we help how can we be of service how can we go and build out someone else how can we how can we put money into a, a, the pocket of someone close to us a friend a, a family member how can we bring them into a business do you know what i mean and it was it was really nice to have that switch where you're out of survival mode because you haven't got that peace and you get the piece and you realise this is all I need. Now I can give, now I can be of service. And mm-hmm. oddly, business goes way better, which is the weirdest thing to get my head around was once I stopped being like, I need to, I need to, I was just at peace, business went way better anyway because there was no more desperation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think marriage, marriage got so much to answer for beyond just having a partner. Like, I think it's underestimated what having a life partner actually means and how many aspects of your life it contributes to. And it gives way more than it takes away. So when I hear these talks of like, oh, marriage isn't for men. It doesn't work for the man. It's all for women. I'm really like, I don't know how many married people you've spoken to to get that information. I don't know what kind of marriages you've seen, but I have become a far better man in my health, in my finances, in my business, in my morality and my values like the list is so huge of the improvements that came from being a married man than when I was a single man because when I was single I was selfish first and foremost it was me 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 and I didn't have to live up to a certain standard because no one was depending on me come into relationship and responsibility with a supportive partner the growth's been amazing so yeah it's gonna be a, a fun podcast series to do and talk about all those kind of things and hopefully just challenge the information that's out there because you mentioned like Geordie Shaw and all those kind of programs when you were younger oddly I had the opposite so like my wife and kids one of my favorite shows ever was a solid family unit um Fresh Prince of Bel-Air though the main character came from a a broken home 
And that's one of the reasons he had to move out. He came into a solid family unit, you know, mm. Uncle Phil, Aunt Viv, solid, do you know what I mean? Um, so I had Looking programs like that. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Relationship of the Year Award. Oh, Will, why, Will? Why? Um, Whereas now, yeah, like I feel like people are looking at their marriages, Jada Pinkett and Will Smith. It's like, don't look at this. Please don't look at that. That's not that. No, that's not. I don't know what marriage book they read. I don't know if they never watched The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I'm not sure what happened there. Um, but all that's gone. Look at TV now. I don't see any like solid. I think the Thundermans. It's like superhero family that Hallie likes to watch. They seem to be a family. That's nice. But like outside of that, every Disney movie I pick up, like one of the parents has to die or split or like just surrounded by the idea that marriage, family, love is really difficult. You go on YouTube and I mean, that whole red pill movement and all the discussions around marriage is like, even the feminist, it's just it's so, so much of it is individual, me, 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 me. As soon as you come together, everything goes, goes to crap. And it's like, no. That's not the reality. So yeah, I'm looking forward personally to trying to just debunk that and let people know, hey, you can meet someone in your teens and be together <laughs> happily, successfully and, and peacefully. So yeah. Yeah, just um, like you mentioned Red Pool there and I feel like um, you mentioned the beginning of the relationship. So very quickly, I think that when you're not married, the expectations of you are your own and... Mm that can be slightly prohibitive of actually what you're going to go and do. Whereas your expectations when you're with somebody, and I think especially maybe more so for a man, but I think also women and we know what's expected of us, but I think like in the, and I'm going to bring it back to God mm -hmm. but in the Bible, God is brought to a certain, there are expectations of God and you hear about it in Psalms where they question certain things that God does. And you hear about it from Job and Job, talks to God and says why is this happening why is that happening and I think for any man to say well no one can have expectations of me I can go and do my own thing you shouldn't question what I do I don't know what sort of person or man they are in order to do that I think if God can have expectations of him and I think if God can not not be questioned of his goodness but I think be questioned of why am I suffering or why am I doing this because in order we need answers, it's not to, to question his authority, but it's to have answers. I think we can supply them to our husbands. And I think in so doing, you become better. Because if I say, oh, why are we not able to do this? Or why is this happening or whatever? You should be able to provide answers. And in so providing answers, your expectations are raised because you're like, oh, actually, I should be doing this that, and the other. They are good questions to answer, but I'm not removing his authority from answering that. I'm not going, do you know what? I'd be better off without you and I could go mm. and do this and I could go and do that. That's not what I'm doing. I'm going, can we go and do this? Could we do this? And if we can't, then why is that the case? Yeah. And then there is more responsibility and expectations of you as a man, as a husband, as a father yeah, to go, oh, that. okay, actually, let me think about that. You know? Yeah, for real. So, for real. yeah, I just think that marriage provides the the best out of everybody because you're in this goal thing together you're in this relationship family thing together and when somebody else is holding you accountable mm -hmm. regardless of what that is for i think overall it makes better people when you're only holding yourself accountable it's not really good enough 
because we're asked we'll slip and slide depending on the feeling depending on how we are that day if we had a coffee in the morning but it's also dependable whereas when somebody else is accounting on you just like when a, a child accounts on their mum to feed them and stuff there's like a certain expectation of what you would do but that happens all the time and for everything and i think yeah that's that's a great thing 100 percent, 100 percent um yeah so that's this is episode zero technically because you have episode to know what on earth is going on who are we why is this podcast here and why should you spend your valuable time listening and that's our case that's our case um so we'll be doing a episode hopefully weekly <laughs> and uh also if you're online it's at kamal and eliza on instagram if we haven't got a tiktok have we got YouTube at Kamal and Eliza on YouTube. And then the TikTok is Eliza chat uh, or Kamal Hyman. And yeah, let's, it'll be great once we get more and more of a community together, start talking about it, answering questions, those kind of things. But every time I go and deliver a speech out into the world, I always get questions about my marriage, about meeting so young, about why would you, why would you do that? Why would you have freedom with your life? Why would you get married? in your 20s when there are so many women out there that you could go and go and explore why would you commit yourself to one in your 20s are you nuts uh, and i enjoy enjoy answering those questions so uh, yeah it's gonna be great thank you very much for having us uh, any final words from you on this episode zero um no i think as i said we're not here to be experts we're here to just talk about our journey about overcoming certain problems hopefully bring our mother-in-law's on because we know yeah. that statement but um yeah i think if you're thinking about relationships or if you like to understand how relationships work questioning whether marriage is the right thing or not mm. then hopefully we can give our journey and show a certain side of relationships that you might not get to see from family and friends <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace.